<laughs> hey guys, welcome back. I I don't know what happened. There. Maybe it's like a two. We just went over two hours. It, it literally went 120 minutes, and then it kicked. So it might have yeah, been a two-hour like limit. Yeah, that might have been the limit. So, sorry, guys. What we're going to do is we're going to continue where we left off, and I will post part one and part two. I think that's exactly what it is, Matt. I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a two-hour limit. So that part um, two is going to be shorter than part one. Oh, by far, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, but as I was saying, you know, if if I'm an owner of a franchise and I go out and I spend all this money on 14 players and I see my attendance number go down by 3,000 from the first game to the next game, that's worrisome to me. It really is. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, and and I think if, if it boiled down to it, I would rather have an attendance than a than a championship. Because oh, absolutely. For, me, for an owner, I think for the most part, it's about building a franchise, building it, and and it, it's great to have the record, but it'd also be great to have like four thousand people in that arena every night. Well, and here's the thing that people need to realize, and let's be honest, I think there's going to be people that quite frankly disagree with us but I think for me you know if I have the attendance year after year after year guess what that's going to help me get the money to improve my franchise year after year after year and you know I hate to say it but look at what the Yankees do they have money year after year that they're able to bring in players that can help them win games. Now, does it, does it always lead to a championship? No. But it, it's going to give you the building blocks to work towards that championship. So if I'm the owner in Florida and I'm looking at my 5-0 and record, yeah, it's shiny and sparkly, but if you look at the attendance numbers, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little scared. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Orlando is not here next season. And if I'm the owner of the tropics, I look at this as, okay, I did the first part. I brought people in. What is my front office not doing that I don't have three or 4,000 people here every single game? And, you know, hopefully if the team keeps winning, that number starts to go up a little bit, but it is interesting that we saw it decline by 3,000 from game one to game two at home. So let me let me ask you this, and then we'll move on to the next, the next topic. So I had asked you this question a few weeks ago, and I want to know if you have the same opinion. So who is the bigger disappointment? so far this season is it the complete debacle that is the mississauga slash canada metro stars or is it the orlando seawolves uh my my answer to this is going to change because i would have to say it's the seawolves okay because and i'll tell you why you're looking at a team that hasn't really played bad soccer. It hasn't been off the charts good, but you're just coming off of a against the Baltimore Blast. And mind you, Mississauga was a little different. Mississauga said, hey, we did this wrong. You know, we, we went into this knowing that it was going to be a challenge and it turned out to be more than what we thought it was. And so, and so they postponed the game to quote unquote. And we, we, we saw what happened next. 
Now you fast forward to what happened with the Sea Wolves. You have an active team who is actively playing in the league. Mind you, Mississauga, we already knew Mississauga was not going to be a part of this league because they announced it. We had no idea that this was going to happen with the Orlando Seawolves. You have an owner who basically said, F you, I'm done with this situation. And here we are. So for me, that that's more of a disappointment. That's more of a debacle than what we had with the Metro Stars because at least we knew what was going to happen with the Metro Stars. Because they came and said what was going to happen with their organization. They said, look, we screwed up. We didn't plan this very well, but we want to come back next season. Do I think they'll come back? No, but at least they stepped up and said, hey, we screwed up. Whereas Orlando, they're older. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know the guy. I don't know anything about the guy, but the guy is a complete coward. He's a complete coward. You don't walk away from your team the season. You're leading a roster of 18 to 20 players, not to mention your coaching staff, not to mention your front office. You're leaving them in the middle. Well, actually, it's, the begin, it's still the beginning stages, but you're leaving them during the course of a season. So to me, that's a coward move. One hundred percent. And it's it's not just the front office of the players; it's the fans as well. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, yeah, it's. I agree. I think I think what's going on in Orlando is sad and unfortunate, but it it is definitely a little worse than than what happened in Canada. Am I um, am I surprised about it? No, not really, because. Let's face it, Orlando didn't have good numbers last year. Orlando wasn't a good team last year. Orlando didn't have the attendance last year. They weren't winning games last year. So is it surprising to me? Not really, but is it the way that it's gone down sad to me? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've been avoiding this for the whole <laughs> podcast, but here we go. Let's dive into it. Oh, I can't even say this without throwing up. Uh, well, do you want me to? Do you want me to say it? No, I've got to do it because he's part of my team. Oh, I can't do it. I'll. Be, I. I will be more than happy. To lead into this conversation, Derek Huff, the stuff is a member of UCFC. I mean, the what? Ma- no, 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 no. <laughs> is a member of the Milwaukee Wave. Oh, now let let's just let let's stop there for a second and let's explain. What exactly happened yesterday? So, for those of you that are listening, here's exactly what happened between myself and Jeremy. I will tell you exactly what happened. You ruined my Christmas. (laughs) I didn't ruin your... You would have found out regardless. Okay, so Christmas, it was about... I don't know. It was Christmas morning for Jeremy. It was Christmas afternoon for me. And I'm getting ready to to do my Christmas dinner, and I'm on Facebook, and I noticed that the Milwaukee, someone had posted on MSL Off the Wall, uh, a post from the Milwaukee Wave. And it was, uh, we've acquired Derek Huffman from Orlando, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, God. First person (laughs) I thought of, the first person I thought of was Adam Granatella. I, I wanted to make sure he was okay. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder how Jeremy's going to take this. So (laughs) I I called him, and once again, he doubted me. Okay, first of all, 
let's let's just clarify this. Yesterday was Christmas, not April Fool's Day. So, <laughs> so, so as much as I wanted this to be a prank, I knew part of it had to be true. And I'll get I'll get more serious about this later. But yeah, you're right. I did not believe you. I I I did not believe you. Yeah. So it was it was on several I had to tell him several times and he still didn't believe me. In fact so I I'm, t- like, I'm like just go on the Facebook page. No, just go on no, the Facebook no, page you know and look what? yourself. You know what? As a matter of fact, after that phone call, I texted you and I said you're lying to me. Yup. Yup, and it sure enough it it was not and I, you know, it's funny. I had to look on the Milwaukee page myself to see well, if they did like April Fools early or something like that. No, you know why? You know why I didn't think it was in all honesty, because when I went on to the MASO website, I saw nothing after you told me I looked, and there was nothing about it on the MASO website. Honest to God, there. Look, there was nothing. Like, the stories were that Baltimore lost, blah, 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 recapping games, but there was nothing about Huffman coming to Milwaukee. Yeah, I think MASL is, like, a few days behind when it comes to that stuff. I think the trade is now officially on the page. The Huffman's trade is officially on the page. Mario Alvarez was not. And that was as of this afternoon. Right. Now, let me ask you this. And this is where it gets serious for me. Do you think that this is a good signing for the Milwaukee win? Okay. So I've I've had I've had a day to kind of mull this over. And the first thing that pops out at me is the last couple of years Derek Huffman has been in the league, the team that he has played for has gone one and something. Like the record is really, really bad. Right. Okay. He hasn't right. he hasn't really uh, I won't say he has contributed, but as a team, the team he's been on has gone like one and nine, one and ten, something like that. Right. So on that side, I mean, I, I'm kind of scratching my head at this. I know what he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah. We've all seen it. I think if he cuts all of the drama and all of the, the, the tough guy mentality... I think it'll be an okay signing for Milwaukee. And I want you to do me a favor because this is going to sum up exactly how I feel about this whole thing. I want you, for those of the people that are not part of the MASL off the wall page, I want you to go there and read what I wrote. If you don't mind doing so. Me? Yes, you. Oh, well, I, I'm going to be honest. I think it's going to cut the broadcast off if I did that. But what I will say is I did read what you wrote. And I agree with what everything you said in what you wrote. Right. Well, and for those of you that are not part of that page, and if you're not, what are you doing with your life? You need to. Right. But yeah, honestly, basically, in summarization, what I said was cut the bull crap, just play soccer, because the stuff that you did in Orlando isn't going to fly in Milwaukee. You know, we, we don't stand for that kind of stuff, and they don't. And to be honest with you, this might surprise you, and I, I, I joked about it in the very beginning of 
this whole segment, I joked about it and I said it was the end of my Christmas. But I do think this will be very good for Derek Hoffman. I I really think this this will be a good signing for Derek Hoffman. Because I think it's going to prove to him that, hey, you're on a different team now. You have to get your act together. Nobody cares if you wrestle the tiger. Nobody gives a crap how hot your girlfriend is. Nobody cares. Like, what we care about is winning soccer games. That's what we cared about. And if Derek Huffman can do that and contribute to the Milwaukee Wave, then, hey, credit to Zimmerman and Coach Giuliano and Coach Marcello for bringing him to the organization. That being said, if you read all the quotes, there are a lot of people that say they are happy that he came to Milwaukee. And honestly, that has me scratching my head a little bit because if you look at the numbers, his numbers are not eye-poppingly good. They're not even remotely that good. So the question that I have as far as this trade goes is, what was the line of thinking? Well, if if you were to ask me, like, what is one thing Milwaukee could improve on? I, I think... I think defensively, after Drew Ruggles left, I mean, you you still are strong defensively, but I think you could always use another good defender, and that's and that's where he comes into play. Um, right, I, I I do agree with that. I I just don't think that he's going to put up the numbers that everybody thinks that he is. I I really don't. And, you know, for me, it's not even about the numbers at this point. How are you going to be as an individual? And, you know, you look at the group and you hear people say, well, there's nothing wrong with a bad boy in the MASL. You guys realize that it's the MASL, okay? This is not the... This is not the Detroit Pistons of the NBA, right? This isn't... We don't need a person like that in our league. We need people that are going to play the game and play it well. Can Derek Huffman do that? If you're basing the numbers off of what he did in Orlando, I, I don't know. I, I, I struggle to say yes because... Again, you look at the stats for Derek, and they're not very good. Will that change being on a winning team? I don't know. I mean, I have to give him credit because we have not seen a video for a, for a while from Derek Humphrey. And maybe he, I don't know. It, it's What's interesting to me and what is kind of fascinating about this Home situation is do you think that he approached Milwaukee or do you think that Milwaukee approached him? I think Milwaukee approached him. Um, I, I think if, if you want to compete with the Floridas and the Uticas and those, those types of teams at San Diego, Ontario going forward, I mean, a solid defense to go along with a really, really good offense is is going to be key for winning a championship. And and with the loss of Drew Ruggles, with the loss of Ricardinho, I mean, good help. I mean, you could always use another good defender. And I Derek agree Huffman, with that, but but I, Derek I, I do- could be that. He could be, but I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, numbers wise, I just don't see it. If you're looking purely at the numbers, I just don't see it. 
Well, he, I mean, last year he came in like three quarters of the way through. So. Okay, so here's part two of my question as far as this whole Derek Huffman coming to Milwaukee. Um, do you think that being part of a winning mentality and being part of a winning organization changes the mindset of Derek? Do you think you'll stop seeing the videos? Do you think you'll stop seeing the bad boy image? Because let's be honest, at some point, if you if you want to be a successful soccer player, all that crap that you're pulling has to go out the window. It needs to go out the window. And I think, I think Coach Juliano Oliviero, I think Mike Zimmerman, I, I think the front office of Milwaukee has told Huffman, listen, we're not going to take it. We've seen what you do. We want to keep our fans. We right. sell out pretty much every game. We have the biggest attendance in the MASL. Right, right. This league is geared towards children, okay? Right. So you making fun of children and making fun of the fans and, and, and being this, this bad boy isn't really going to work here in Milwaukee. But right. we like what you can do on the field. If you can do that and a lot less of the bad boy thing, then we would be more than happy to have you. And I want to make one thing very, very, very crystal clear, right? I want Derek Huffman to do well as a person. I want him to do very well as a soccer player. But you know what means more to me than that? is the success of a franchise that I grew up with. And if you're going to come in and tarnish the image of a franchise that I was a part of for, I don't know, 20 years, then I don't want you in our organization. And, you know, I know Derek has a habit of making videos about people that call him out because he did it with Greg Sonny. He did it with Adam Grantella. He'll probably do it with me after he reads what I wrote about him. But the fact is, I I was very genuine in everything that I said. I want Derek to do well, but the stuff that he does off the field is going to hinder the Milwaukee wave rather than (coughs) help us get to where we want to go. And that's just the bottom line. I think... If he can stop the videos, if he can stop making fun of people and worrying about wrestling tigers and having hot girlfriend problems and whatever the hell he goes through, I don't really care. If he does that, hey, you know what? Welcome to Milwaukee. Let's go win a championship. That's that's what it's all about. Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, just leave all of the antics behind. And you know what's really interesting is I don't know if you keep up with the comments in the group but somebody said that they're having the same problem with Andrew Brathwaite in St. Louis. Which I found really interesting. Now I, I know Andrew. I mean, he played for Utica for a little bit, and I followed his career since he played in Kansas City and in Florida. Um, he's a good guy. I mean, the first time I met him, stood up, shook my hand, was really nice. He comes to my In the Box podcast. He was in, he watched Tuesday's episode on Christmas Eve. He came in and watched us do our picks, like, I have two of his jerseys in my collection. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Which is the most I have of any one player. I'll be honest with you. And this is just me giving my opinion. I don't think Derek Huffman is a bad guy. I think Derek Huffman has this alter ego that he wants people to think that he's a bad boy. But I think he's a genuinely good guy because... 
I, I think you're starting to see a change in Derek because let's be honest, if Derek was really the Derek of old, <laughs> as, as soon as he saw what I posted, there would have been a video within a couple hours. Like, that's just the way Derek is. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if there's any sort of, like, post about him moving to Milwaukee or him bad-mouthing Orlando. And, and it's just, I, I think, I, I was on Twitter and I saw someone write, like, if he's on your team, you love him, but if he's not on your team, you hate him. And I think that's... Do you think... And this this is the question that I have for you. Do you, do you think he's genuinely happy to be in Milwaukee, or do you think it's a case of, hey, I need a place to play? I think he's going to be happier in Milwaukee. I think – I'm sure he would have rather gone to Florida. Well, yeah. But, I mean, they don't have enough room for him there, so – no. I mean, he's going, I don't know if he went down a list or, or what, but I, I think Milwaukee approached him. <coughs> and are, are you I dying think over there? I think he's going to be happy to be there. Are you dying over there? I think so. Well, that's not good. I guess I could have find another host. Yeah, you might. Yeah, you might have to, but they might beat you at fantasy soccer. So, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll call, uh, Maybe stuff and see if he wants to. Uh... Yeah, I'll I'll leave my podcast to Hannah. You can you can do yeah. a podcast with Hannah. There you go. That would be amazing. Yeah. You know what? I I think you just gave me an idea. We should have Hannah on our podcast. Well, whenever I will. Hopefully, I'll have her over sometime soon. Um. And yeah, absolutely. She, she would, would. She would love it. Yeah. All okay. Right. So wait. Sure. Before we go, I mean, we've we've done this for about two hours now. Yeah. You know. I gave you. I gave you a question at the beginning of part one. So to review, since it is the Christmas season, I asked you if you could take one player from any team. And put him on the wave. Who would it be? <laughs> well, now you, you had two hours to think about it. No, I and I I do have an answer for you. Uh, you know, I I I I don't think that this is going to be at all surprising to you. I I think you. I have a it. guess in my head. I have a guess in my head. Well, give it to me. I'll tell you. You tell you tell me no, who it is. No, no, no. You tell me who you think it is. I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. I think if it was you, I think you would want Zach Raggett on your team. That's a good guess, but no, you are wrong. Okay. All right. Who is it? If I could have anybody on my team, I would take Brandon Escoto. Okay. And I'll tell you why. If you put him and Ian and um, Max Ferdinand together, imagine the goals that you're not to mention. You have goal scores like Marcio, and you know when Andre comes back, Andre. You know now you added Huffman, who will give you a couple goals. Um, I can't believe I just said that. Uh, yep. uh, um, someone needs their head checked. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you you add in Chino. You know, it's just I I think that would make Milwaukee absolutely formidable. The only problem with adding Brandon Escoto to your team is teams know what to do with him now. Right, if if you double team Escoto, he doesn't have a lot of room to operate. But the nice thing about that is, if you double team him, guess what? There's going to be somebody else open. Yeah, 
so he adds that element of your of either he's going to score goals or he's going to give other people the opportunity to score goals. Yeah. So to me, that's just an obvious choice. Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely. I was I was in the right ballpark. I think a young, offensive-minded player. Uh, yeah, Brandon yeah. Oskoda is is one of those players that is is fast and and does well with the ball, and he's doing great things out in San Diego. I will say, my second choice would be Bossy. Really? Okay. Okay. What about so, you? Okay, so do you have a guess on who I would pick? First, you got to give me a conference. It's Eastern. It's an Eastern conference. It might surprise you. It, okay. Uh, you don't really need anybody, though. That's the thing. Neither one of our teams really need Well, it. I... I think, I think Utica would benefit from this play. Is it from my team? No, it is not. Huh. Well, it's definitely not a goalkeeper, so... Vinny Dantas? Right team, wrong person. I would take Adriano Dos Santos. Yeah, that that was going to be my second guess. From Baltimore, yeah. Uh, I think if, if you were to ask me as a Utica City fan, a slight Utica City fan, I, I think over the year, the last couple of years, I think a, a slight breakdown in defense led – Utica to lose to Baltimore in the playoffs. I agree. And I think, I mean, I, I think what Tommy did with, with getting Obasi and re-signing Schindler and Toby and Roberts, I think those four are completely solid in the back. I think for depth purposes, I think ad- adding Adriano Dos Santos would like, even solidify more that defense in front of Andrew Coughlin. No, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, you know, the other person that I thought you were going to say is, I'm probably totally butchering per- his name, but uh, is it, I don't know, it starts with a K from Baltimore. Is it Kiete or, I, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, uh, Keita. Um, Keita, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, those two guys, there's uh, Mohamed Njai and then uh, Ibrahim Akita. They're both like in their second year. They're they're playing really well. I I think I think those two guys right there are also they they also need to to step up and and help out Baltimore. But they've been they've been playing great their second year. So I can see great things from them going forward. Um. But I think the experience of Dos Santos in the back and, and him being physical as well, I think that would just help Utica even more. Yeah, but yeah. Since, since Orlando is doing this little mini fire sale, I also would not mind Richard Sperman from Orlando. You know, I, I was thinking that. I, I was thinking, hey, as long as we signed... Huffton stuff. Can we go inside Richard Sperman too, please? That would be Well, you got Mario Alvarez who who is who's a great player as I, well. So... I gotta I gotta be honest, I know nothing about Mario Alvarez. I I don't even know if he's any good, to be honest. I, I think he is. I, I don't I don't have the the stats in front of me, but um from from what I've heard and, and, and seen, he's a pretty good player. Um, so I think he'll fit. I think both guys will fit well in Milwaukee. Um, maybe, of course, uh, still, Utica has one player that has been unannounced, <laughs> and I still can't mention it. <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, I think I think Utica could benefit from either Richard Schmerman or uh, Adriana Dos Santos. I have I have two more questions for you, and I, I was just thinking about this as we were talking. Uh, you know, it's funny that Orlando is doing this cleaning house thing because they're still a member of the MASM. How are they going to play the rest of their games if they're trading everybody? Well, I mean, they still have um, a core group of guys that that are still on the team. Um, But I think you're going to see more local talent, kind of like what Rochester's doing. Yeah. But um, I noticed that Orlando did sign a few players that I've never heard of. So I would imagine they're part of like an outdoor right. USL, uh, NPSL, whatever, um, those types of teams. Um, right, right. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw like um, Richard Schmerman get traded or um, the Rojas, Osvaldo, um, Rojas. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they got traded as well. I I just want you to clarify for people that don't know what you're speaking of. You had said this in part one of our broadcast that there are five teams in the league that are backing the Orlando Sea Wolves. Can you explain to Everybody, what you meant by that? Because yeah. I am. So, in in order for, I mean, the the owner, coach, whoever, part owner, has been AWOL for the last few weeks. Um, so in order for, I mean, Orlando could have just stopped operations right, right there, right then and there. Correct. But that would have left huge holes in the schedule for a lot of different teams. Correct. So instead of just saying, forget it, Orlando's not playing, right. what they decided to do is uh, the five teams, Tacoma, St. Louis, Kansas City, San Diego, and Milwaukee, have decided to back the Orlando Seawolves for the rest of the season. Right. So they can play out this year. The schedule's not affected. But again, when you say back, what do you mean? Because but financially, right? Okay, that's so what these I... five teams are financially backing Orlando for the rest of the season. Right, and that's that's what I wanted people to understand. When we talk about backing, we mean that they're basically helping Orlando pay to be a part of this league. Right. And okay, so my last question is this. Since we were on the, the season of giving and we were talking about players, what is one thing that you think your organization as a whole needs to do better in order to make yourself a staple franchise? Because in my opinion, I think UCFC is Probably one of the best, not only teams on the field but off the field as well. Right. But that's coming from somebody on the outside looking in. Okay. So, what can Utica do better? Um, it's tough. I mean, Utica is is everywhere. I mean, they they won last year an MASL award for like franchise, I don't know if it was franchise of the year or social media team of the year or something along those lines. So they're putting out commercials. They're putting out right the, the Utica City brand. But if I were to change, is it change one thing or improve? Improve. I think, and I, I can guarantee this is going to be the same thing for every team in the league. Improved media coverage. Absolutely. I I one million percent agree with you because 
if you look at the Milwaukee Wave, one of the things that they've done to get their names out there is that they've they've kind of blended with a lot of our youth soccer team. So, like, for example, this means nothing to you because you probably don't know anything about these cities. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm not giving you enough credit. But, like, for example, FC Walkershaw is now known as SC Wade. So what we're doing is we're putting our own brand into local soccer teams from the youth level. And, and what I think we need to do is we need to do kind of what Utica is doing, right? We need to make the commercials. We need to get the news presence because we're probably the most successful franchise in Milwaukee's sports, um, you know, as far as basketball, uh, baseball, whatever, you know, we're, we're, we're probably the most successful franchise in the state of Wisconsin, and yet we get maybe, maybe five minutes of media coverage every game. If that, it's probably not even that much, to be honest. So I think we need to do that a lot better. Yeah, I mean, with in 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 your case, I mean, right now, Milwaukee's got the Bucks, and the Bucks are like the big thing right now. They're so good, and and a lot of a, a lot of that media coverage is going to be geared towards that. You don't you don't have a, a hockey team, I don't think. No, um, no, we don't. So it's we pretty was... much right now. In, in Milwaukee, you've got the Milwaukee Bucks, and then you've probably got, like, the Milwaukee Brewers offseason, whatever they're doing. You and forgot then, then you've got, like, the Milwaukee Wave. Well, but, if, we're, if we're talking about Wisconsin right now, the big story is the well, Packers. Well, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, you can throw them in as well. Um, here... Here in Utica, well, <clears throat> here in the Syracuse area, it's all about, and this this is what, I, I could go on a tangent about this, um, but we've yep. been doing this now for two hours, so I, I'll yeah. keep it short. The reason, I think one of the reasons why Syracuse did not fare well in Syracuse was lack of media coverage. Syracuse, there's nothing, there's no professional sports team in Syracuse. No. It's a college town. It's all about football and basketball. Right. And that's it. So when, when sports news crews go out to cover things, they cover the football, the basketball. They'll cover the Syracuse Crunch, which is an AHL hockey team. Then they'll cover high school sports. Apparently, high school basketball is super, super important. And then the Silver Knights kind of, they, they showed up to maybe one game over the years. Maybe right. one or two games. Now they've moved to Utica. And... Utica still isn't really like there's nothing in Utica. They have the Utica Comets, which is an AHL team. Yeah, they have the Utica say. College hockey team. And that's pretty much it. Right. So I think I think that there is media coverage in Utica, which is great because there was none in Syracuse. But I think maybe more of a presence would help build it even more. Well, and I think you and I have spoken about this too, right? I think I think the media coverage as a whole, as far as the major arena soccer league you know, needs to be better. I think we need more people to really get their teams involved in media. Like you said, you said it perfectly. Every team in the league needs to do this. But I, I, I think it, it comes down to the league needs to do it as well because 
why does why does Dasham not go out and say, hey, news people, like, because I believe their headquarters is in Connecticut, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's not anymore, but it used to be. Do you know where that ASL headquarters is? I do not. I mean, I I can ask, but I, I have I mean, no idea. I, I, I know for the longest time it was in Connecticut. So why doesn't John Schaub go out and say, hey, we need more media coverage for this league? Because it's great to add teams every year. That's great. You know, we got the outlaws this year. I think we got teams coming in next year. Um, you know, that's great. But it just, I think the league needs to do more as a whole to get the media to buy more into this. I mean, I'll, I'll say it before. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This is never going to be Major League Baseball or the, the NBA or the NHL. But we can make it into something better than what it is. But it all starts with attracting attention. And that's the bottom line. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the MASL is ever grow, going to grow into what I would like to see it grow into. But I will say adding Mesquite has been a tremendous boost for the league. The level of support that they've gotten from their fan base is absolutely fantastic. It's been great to watch the Outlaws. I'm really excited to go watch that game, as a matter of fact. So I think that's what I'm going to go do now. Well, it's it's kind of funny you mentioned that. Um... Uh, we I've mentioned this a few times, but now I can officially say I will be going to Mesquite and Dallas in February. So I'll be able to witness Mesquite and Dallas firsthand this season. And, you know, I, I got to be honest, the announcing teams that they have in Dallas and Mesquite, which is ironically the same person, but he is absolutely phenomenal. He he, he's not someone as that you would say is a top broadcaster in the league, but he's really good. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Mesquite was the first ISL to have a female broadcaster as part as the correct. Um, I you know, and I thought of this after I saw that they did have. I don't know if she was like a commentator, but Rochester did have um, a, a female commentator on their broadcast last season. But she didn't do, I think she did maybe a couple of games here and there. Yeah. But um, yeah, Mesquite, I'm really excited. Like, I would love to meet the, the announcers for Mesquite and Dallas, and I hope I get to do that. Um, because they seem like really nice people. So I'm very excited um, to go down and watch Utica play. Have you had the opportunity to go meet uh, Craig Elston and Nate Alvarez? Not yet. Um, I haven't really, you know, it's funny. I haven't really met any, like, broadcasters. And, And that's something that would I would love to do, like just kind of give my insight on Utica City to to one of these away teams. Um, it'd be great. Um, yeah. yeah, I've never met. I, I'd love to meet Art Kramer someday. Um, well, Craig Elston, Nate Abrea, of course. Well, Art's no longer on the broadcast with the wave right now, but I think he'll be back next season. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, the, the guy's a genius. Um yeah, he but yeah, I've never. I, I'd love to meet some of the broadcasters from other teams and kind of give give my two cents about Utica. So I'll be honest with you. What I would like to see from the wave, or not the wave, but from the MASL as a whole, and this is kind of far fetched, but I would love to see it. I would love to see two different YouTube broadcasts for the games. I would love to see the announcers. 
travel from their respective teams. Kind of like baseball, where you can choose whether you listen to the home or away broadcast. I would love to see that in the MASF. Uh, you know, that would be awesome. And if if Tommy ever listens to this broadcast and he needs an away announcer, I will be more than happy to travel. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, if the wave wants me to do it, I will. I will travel with Tom Wynn any day of the week. Yep. I, I'm good friends with Tom Wynn. He's such a great guy. He is a genius announcer. I, I love the addition of Tenzin Rapa just because he adds an element to the commentary, which I absolutely love. So, yeah, yep. I mean, that, that would absolutely be a part of my wish. But, I again, I think we have to start with getting English commentary at at Monterey games and at Soleil's Nation games. I think if we could get English commentary there, I think that would be a good start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought of one more thing for, for Utica that, that I just thought of. Okay. Uh, lower lower beer prices would be fantastic. Honest with you, I, I, I can tell you one thing that I think would greatly improve Utica City. Uh, would you like to know what I think? Of course. I think if you've sold Milwaukee's best there, it would yeah, be... See, I, I think you cut out there. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I... Uh, no. It... <laughs> Oh man, I love you, man. It's, you are fantastic. I I gotta I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I love when your mayor put a man on Milwaukee's best for the. That was awesome. That was that was pretty cool. Um, to have the the kind of mayor Utica has, and I think his name's Robert Palmieri. I I mean that that's pretty cool. Um, to do that. Did and who have, knows? It might happen again this season when Milwaukee comes to town. Did you happen to see the the shirts that we made in response to you? I don't know if you ever saw the response, but it was. I, I, I saw the picture of of Milwaukee in the locker room. Um, no, we made we made t shirts that said Milwaukee's best, and it was just our logo on it. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell tell your mayor that we'll be glad to have a the ice cold Milwaukee's best beer with him after we beat you guys in Utica. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, but then when Utica beats Milwaukee in the playoffs, we won't really uh, have to worry about that. No, oh we? yeah. Well, lucky for you and me both, that's not gonna happen. So we'll see. We'll uh, see. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Well, listen. I you take it easy, and it's been a fun three hours. Good lord, man. Three yeah, we're hours. gonna have to do this. We're gonna have to do this early next week because there are games on New Year's yeah, Eve. Yeah, I mean, I I, if, I can't do New Year's Eve. I can tell you that I got plans for New Year's Eve. I got family coming. I got people coming. I got games to play. I got... It's... Yeah, no. I'm, I'm not going to have time on New we'll, Year's Eve. We'll figure it out. But you know what? We, we got to start our broadcast at like probably noon every day from now on just to get through everything that we end up talking about. <laughs> if, we, if we start at noon, we'd probably still finish at 10 at night. <laughs> Do you think that people listen to all of our stuff? I don't know. Because It would be great. Like, okay, if you listen to this broadcast, leave us a comment. <laughs> let us know how much you listened of it. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I feel like if people aren't listening to the whole thing, we kind of got to dumb it down a little bit. I, you know, I'll I'll probably listen to this on the way to Utica this weekend. Both games. Yeah, I mean, if do me a favor, don't fall asleep at the wheel. Oh no, okay. I'll I'll listen. Well, let me do this really quick because I I got to admit, 
Hannah and I listened to this on the way home from Christmas Eve in, in Watertown. So let me just say hi to Hannah because I know she'll probably listen to this on the way to Utica Sunday. So hi, Hannah and Henry. <laughs> hi, Hannah. Hi, Henry. If, if you listen to this, thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thank you for putting up with your dad. I don't know how you do it, quite frankly. I, I can't I don't know stand I can't yeah. stand the guy, quite frankly. This is the part I fast forward through, so you can keep talking. <laughs> no, I love you. You're my best friend. You know that. I love you to death. Hey, buddy, if I don't get a chance to record with you, Happy New Year, and I will talk to you in 2020. That's right. Happy New Year, if I don't talk to you then. Oh, I'm sure I'll text you before then. Maybe, you know, you'll tell me we sign like, Frank time or something, and I won't believe you, and I'll have to go look. Yeah. Because I, I sure as hell didn't believe you when you said to be signed. Huffman. Yeah, I hope I don't, I don't, I hope there's no New Year's April Fool surprises uh, going on. I don't want to do that to you again. Yeah. Yeah, no, please don't. That yeah. would not be a good New Year's surprise. <laughs> Start off 2020 with another crazy signing for Milwaukee. I'll no, I won't. Yeah. I'll probably, to be honest with you, I'll probably be in bed when the clock strikes strikes midnight. So don't nobody, worry about it. Nobody ever stays up with me till midnight, anyways. See, like for me, staying up to midnight is a regular occurrence. See, I, so I, I, I gotta, I gotta work. I gotta work the next day, so I gotta. Oh yeah, that, that try and behave, but. Yeah, I won't. I won't play any jokes on you. That makes yeah. a difference, doesn't it? I I think it's stupid that they make you work the day after. Well, I mean, at a hospital, I mean, there's no, there's no way that they close. So wait, I, wait, hold on, hold on, back up. You you work at a hospital? What do you do? Uh, I work as a. I work in the pharmacy, but I work down in the emergency room. So. Basically, um, what I do, what I do so wait, is you're you're the guy who comes to the rooms and says, "Hey, these are the medications that you're on. Is this correct?" Yep, that's me. Nice. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's so... cool. Hey, man, I gotta get off the phone. I I gotta go watch this game. Yeah, um, I will be uh, going to bed because in ten hours I got to go to work. <laughs> so, well, you have. Um, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably watch it tomorrow. Uh, it's funny. After part one, I actually went on the MSL website. Don't. I'm not going to tell you, but I I saw the score and yeah, so I I kind of got an update before um, we did part two. Is it at least a good game? Can you tell me that? Uh, not really. Oh. Yeah. That's disappointing. No. Okay, fine. Yeah, but watch it anyways. I'm going to watch it too, so. Well, I have to watch it if I'm going to do analysis. Yeah. If, hey, listen, if we stay on here for another one minute and 50 seconds, we would have talked for three hours. Uh, well, you have to be at work in three or. Ten hours? Don't you want to get off the phone? I, mean, I don't. I really. I was just. I'm just playing. We talked for three hours, and that's. You know, it's it's funny. I could, I could literally sit here and talk about indoor soccer for for longer than that. Absolutely. Well, I mean. Well, you know what? For, I, I've said this from day one. When I have these podcast episodes with you, it's just talking to a friend. That's all it is. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I, I here's the thing. Anything that gets the word out about the MASL and, and indoor soccer in general, I like I've done I've done Greg's broadcast, I've been on the Keepers Corners podcast, I've done my own, I've gotten Hannah into it, like Well, and what people don't realize is that we're really good friends outside of this broadcast. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I mean, it's it's two friends talking about a sport they love, and and that's when it boils down to it. We're we're not doing this for for any sort of monetary. No, we're no, not getting paid I mean, to do this. We're we're taking three hours out of our day to talk about it. 
P.S. If anybody from the M- A- MASL headquarters listens to this, give us something. Give us a shout out. Put us on prime time. Do something. Because we put a lot of work into this. Yeah, and I know, and I've told you this, and I'll, and I'll say it again. I, I know the MASL listens. I know certain people in the MASL listen. So it's what we're doing is not going yeah. un, unlistened. Like, I no, know yeah, people listening. And that's the coolest thing about it is, and you know what's really cool is if you look around the MASL, like Nate Alvarea and Craig Austin, they have a really good po- podcast. Craig Study has a really good podcast. Uh, uh, the Dallas Sidekicks started one. Um, we've got one here in Utica. Um, there's the Baltimore Blast one, which I just started watching over the last few weeks. If you have time, you have to watch that. Those guys know, are hilarious. You know what separates ours, though? You have a guy in a wheelchair, okay? That separates us. Let's be honest. I, <laughs> I, I, I come with four wheels, okay? That, that, that gives us a leg up. Sorry, that was That's- a little... That was a little that was, that was a little bit of bad humor on my part. But anyway. No, yeah, I like that. Alright, buddy, well you go get some rest and I will talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk soon, buddy. Alright, take it easy. Bye bye. Alright, later.